My homily this morning is about staying connected. Now that should be a topic of interest to most of us because this is precisely what most people spend most of their waking hours trying to do. We live in an age of what is commonly called social media. That term social media applies to things like Facebook and Twitter and even regular old email, the primary purpose of which is to help people stay connected to each other. However, it doesn't seem to be working. In fact, from my observation, generally speaking at least, it all seems to be having the exact opposite effect. It seems that the more social media options we have and use, the more distant we tend to become from others. Our social media are leading many to social isolation, and interfacing for some has become a substitute for people-facing. Now, don't get me wrong, interfacing is not a bad thing. If you know me, you know I email people all the time. Emailing actually has become a very important dimension of my priestly ministry. I can sometimes counsel people via email, get in touch with them when I wouldn't be able to get in touch with them otherwise. But you see, this kind of thing, emailing, tweeting, and the like, does become a problem when it almost replaces person-to-person -person contact and interaction. Telling 10,000 people through Twitter that you're about to take a bath glory be to God, <laughs> is not the same thing as having a person-to-person -person conversation with somebody. Hopefully we all realize that. But some don't, I'm afraid to say. To really stay connected with other people, we have to go beyond the kind of interaction we get through the social media, as useful as that can be at times. And believe it or not, the same is true of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Our Lord calls himself the vine in this gospel text from John 15, and he calls all of us the branches. That's not a coincidence. That's a very important, meaningful, packed, biblical image. Branches need to stay on the vine to live. Without the vine, the branches die. And so it is spiritually. We need Jesus Christ and his saving grace to live, to live eternally, certainly. But we also need the Lord for everything else in this life, even for things that we would normally call, quote unquote, natural. As Jesus says here, apart from me, you can do nothing. It's a good text to meditate on. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And as Paul said to the Athenians in the book of Acts, in God we live and move and have our being. Everything is proceeding from the hand of God that we experience that's good in this life, including our ability to act. That's true of an atheist as well as a believer. Atheists just don't recognize the source. So a relationship with Jesus cannot be optional. At least it can't be optional if we want to get to our ultimate goal of heaven. It also can't be optional if we want to live this earthly life to the fullest. Now, most Catholics and other Christians would readily acknowledge this. 
They'll say, oh yeah, of course, I understand having a relationship with Jesus is important. Staying connected to him is essential. The problem comes in actually building that relationship and sustaining it throughout our lives. Well, here's where the analogy of the vine and the branches and the analogy of the social media become very helpful. As I just said, Jesus makes the point here that our relationship with him is like branches on a vine. I'm sure we have some gardeners here getting their gardens ready for the year, right, this time of year. Well, as every good gardener will tell you, for a branch to remain on a vine and flourish and produce a lot of fruit, two things have to happen. Number one, that branch has to avoid being cut off. Or if it does get cut off for some reason, it's got to get grafted on quickly before it dies. And secondly, the branch has to get nourishment, enough nourishment, sufficient nourishment. And that is precisely the way it is in the spiritual life. People, branches, who produce great fruit for Jesus on this earth are people, first of all, who do not allow themselves to be cut off from Jesus the vine through mortal sin. Or if they do get cut off by mortal sin, they get grafted on quickly by making a good, thorough, honest confession. Believe me, my brothers and sisters, nothing pleases Satan more than when people either ignore or deny the serious sins in their lives. He loves that because he knows what it does. It severs them from Jesus the vine. And this kind of thing happens a lot, I dare say, in the world today because for a lot of people, Sins, serious sins, are now socially acceptable. Missing Mass on Sunday and Holy Days without good reason. Hatred, adultery, fornication, birth control, homosexual activity, all that stuff. All those sins, believe me, are committed a lot more than they are confessed. Any priest will tell you that. So we have to avoid serious sin. We want to stay connected to the vine. But that's only half the story. As I said earlier, we also need nourishment. And this is where prayer comes into the picture. And it's also where we can learn a very important lesson from that analogy with today's social media. You know, I think it's safe to say that most Christians, if not all Christians, do send up to God tweet-style prayers, text-message-style prayers every day. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one-liners. Jesus, help me. Jesus, save me. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, give me strength. Jesus, get me through this, and I promise I'll be good for the rest of my life. I've said that one a few times. Now, there's nothing wrong with prayers like that. In fact, many of the great saints tell us that we should pray prayers like that throughout the day. Little, short, brief prayers praising God, thanking Him, professing our love for Him. But if that's as far as it goes, if that's the extent of our prayer life, our relationship with Jesus is not going to amount to very much. Common sense should tell us that. Think about it. If all you did was tweet and text message a particular friend every single day without ever having a deeper conversation with that person, how deep would that friendship be? How strong would that friendship be? 
They might know what time you took a bath every day. But that's about it. See, staying connected to our earthly friends requires more than tweeting and text messaging. And so does staying connected to Jesus, the heavenly vine. Now here's the good news. As Catholics, we have all kinds of opportunities to do this, to stay connected to Jesus through prayer. They are built into the very framework of our Catholic religion. For example, I don't know about you, but I really enjoy going out and eating with my friends. Actually, I just enjoy eating, but that's another story. I really like eating my, with my friends. Well, as Catholics, we have the opportunity to dine with Jesus Christ every Sunday and Holy Day, even more often if we want, through the Mass. Now, maybe you've never thought of the Mass as dinner with Jesus, but really, in, in a certain sense, that's exactly what it is. And he himself is our food at the meal. I also like to call my friends on the phone at least every once in a while and have conversations with them that are a lot longer than tweets or text messages. Doing that makes our friendships grow. The same applies to our relationship with Jesus. This is why, you've heard me say it many times, we need to have a regular prayer time every day that goes beyond those one-liner prayers. I would say at least 15 minutes, if not more. But face-to-face -face contact is always the best, right? Well, in a certain sense, isn't that what adoration is? Adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. A man was once asked, what is adoration all about? What do you do when you go to adoration? You know what he said? He said, when I go to Eucharistic adoration, I look at Jesus and he looks at me. Perfect explanation. Face-to-face -face contact. And finally, there's the importance of our Christian friends in helping us to stay on the right track. Hopefully we all have good Catholic Christian friends. They make a big difference. Here's an interesting question. What would have happened to Saul of Tarsus without Barnabas, his friend? You know, it says in today's first reading, the Christians in Jerusalem, even the apostles, they didn't trust Saul, even after he got converted. They thought it was a fake. They thought he was just trying to worm his way into the Christian group so that he could arrest more of them, throw them into jail, and have some of them put to death. Only with Barnabas' help did all of that change. He talked to the apostles. He somehow convinced them that it was for real, that Saul was for real. That changed everything. Without Barnabas, Saul of Tarsus might never have become St. Paul. So the bottom line is this, my brothers and sisters, and I'll conclude with this thought. We live in a world right now where it's very hard to stay connected. It's hard to stay connected with our friends and build good relationships with them in spite of all the social media options we have. And it's even harder to stay connected to Jesus, the vine, and to develop a strong relationship with him. But the good news is, both of those things are possible if we work at them every day.